Hello! I just thought about my three-year-old who every time we pass a camper screams camper. That's a nice one. We stayed in a camper when we visited my brother this summer and she's been obsessed with campers ever since. To the point that uh, for her birthday I got her a toy camper and it's one of her favorite toys. I mean, what are you going to do? I wish that I could buy a camper. She would love it. I just set it up in the yard and be like her personal playhouse. Anyway, I got distracted before I even introduced myself. Hi, I'm Samantha. This is my podcast. Thanks for listening. And you know what I want to say? Thanks for listening to the people who I would never expect to be listeners. I found out about a couple of inconspicuous listeners over the past week, and hey, thanks for it. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you listening. And uh, I saw this on a Facebook post yesterday, and I'm going to encourage you all to do it. I have almost 3,000 listens on um, CastBox alone, which, just to keep perspective, is not great. I mean, there's podcasts that you know, have millions and millions. But here's the other thing. I've been going with this for over a year now. And I also read on that same Facebook post that over 95% of podcasts that are started don't last for more than a year. Boom. I'm in the five percentile, baby. Beat the odds. It's just because I don't have anybody else to talk to. (laughs) because I'm a lonely, sad person, so I keep this podcast going just so I'll have somebody to run my mouth to. I'm just kind of, I'm not kidding. I'm serious. Anyway, so what I was going to say was, if you're a closet listener, it's okay. It's okay. But can you tell a friend what I, what the question on the, uh, because I'm, I know I'm in a couple of like podcast groups or whatever, but the question in the Facebook group was like how to grow your listener base. And one of the comments was to ask your listeners to tell one person about your podcast and then to help them. Like, I could tell 10 people, but how many of those 10 people actually even know how to listen to a podcast? Maybe one, depending on their age, depending on the age and demographics. (laughs) Maybe two. Um... So not only telling them about it, but then also, you know, if it's your mom or maybe your grandma or your aunt or something, maybe you help them. Maybe you help them to download the app and you help them to subscribe and then you help them to, I don't know if I want your grandma listening to this. I'm going to be honest. But, you know, maybe like you have a cool cousin or something. I don't don't know. Anyway, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, and uh, I'm going to keep this going, okay? I'm going to stay in the, that's a real pretty house. I got to get my house together. It still looks like a foreclosure. Um, You know, maybe we'll grow this thing and keep it going. I figure if I stick with it, I'm just guaranteed to at least grow a little bit because everybody else is kind of, you know, podcasts got real popular. I think I I saw this once. It said podcasts are like the 90s version of having a back tattoo, a lower back tattoo. (laughs) Jennifer, my friend Jennifer has a lower back tattoo and I will never stop making fun of her for it can't stop won't stop I'll always talk about it and she knows that she's come to accept it (laughs) oh man um I don't know anybody else that does or I'd make fun of them too I'm just kidding tattoos are cool 
if you happen to have one on your lower back or your neck, uh, I'm sorry. All bets are off. I'm going to talk about you and I'm going to laugh about it. And you know, it's in, it's, it's in good fun. Okay. Just take it for what it is. Um, yeah, so podcasts are like the 90s version of a lower back tattoo. Everybody's starting one. Everybody wants to have one, but not many people stick with it. Kind of like when you get a tattoo and then you think you need to get color on it. And then you're like, you know what? Never mind. It hurt too bad. I'm just going to leave it black and white. And then you bail out on finishing your tattoo. That's kind of like podcasts. Everyone starts it. It's not very fulfilling because it doesn't grow and maybe you don't have advertisers or you don't make any money off of it and a lot of people quit and that's not going to be me, okay? You can count on me. I'm going to be here forever. You can count on me as long as at least one person a month makes a comment to me about it, I'm going to keep recording. So that's, that's kind of my standard. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I do record because I like to. And I record because... Uh, okay, this this got me motivated this week. I'm going to talk about this. And I want you all to check these people out. Oh, am I going to forget their names? Like, I'm actually going to forget their names. Dang it. Hold on a second. Okay, I found it. But now i got to turn this off. Hold on. Okay. It is a YouTube channel. And it's called The Labrant. L-A-B as in boy, R-A-N as in Nancy, T, LeBrant Fam. Cute, huh? The LeBrant Fam. Now, listen. These people, it's a husband and wife. They're young, 20-somethings. And then they've got two kids. One of them was hers before they got married. And then they've just had a baby. I mean, she's under a year old. They have 10.2 million subscribers okay now I've caught their videos here and there and you know they're they're mildly annoying okay they're just real you know it's it's either a YouTube family which means that a lot of what they put out on the internet is edited and you know it just gives this portrayal about of, of like how you know basically that it just it's just a portrayal of like a perfect family it's kind of so of course I'm annoyed but let me just hold on. By the way, real quick, if you want to extra hate your life, their daughter, uh, their the oldest daughter's name is Everly, and she has a channel called Everly Opens Toys, which is literally this six-year-old girl uh, opening toys, and she has 2.8 million subscribers. <laughs> Do you know how much money these people are making off of this little girl? open until okay hold on let me get back to the point okay so they posted a new video about a week ago and the title of it if you want to look it up specifically and see what I'm talking about but the title of it is called the truth about being Everly's stepdad and so like I mentioned she had a daughter before she married this guy they've had a daughter together since and it's a um 12 minute let me just make sure Oh, 22. Sorry. It's a 22-minute video, 3.5 million views. So they made a little money off of her. But the point that I'm making is, and, and this is, like I said, what kind of like lit a fire and was like, okay, you got to keep doing this. This, this why is because within that video, if you watch it, they take questions and answers from Instagram or whatever they, Twitter or something, and then answer them on this video. 
And so one of the questions, because they have, they do make it pretty, um, like they're pretty bold about talking about how they believe in God and that they go to church and things like that. But in this video, like he flat out 100% presents like the gospel of Jesus died on, like says like 100% lays it out. Listen, 3.5 million people listened to that and watched that and heard that truth. It doesn't fall on deaf ears. Whether they think he's crazy or they don't agree with him, they heard it. There's pastors that will never talk to a million people in their entire career as a pastor. And for this goofy little family... Now, now granted, the very next video is... Whoever drops their iPhone first gets a new iPhone 11. Like, yeah, it's stupid. They do stupid stuff too. But with this platform that they've built, in that moment, a 22-minute video, he was able to share the gospel just real nonchalant, sprinkled right in the middle of his video because they got a question about church and faith and what do they believe and things like that. He was able to sprinkle that in just real calm, real, real sly, real sneaky. 3.5 million people. So that's all I'm saying, you know, is that I think that there's something to be said for, um, for the, for social media, for YouTube, for podcasts, that the Christian community can really be taken advantage of these platforms a lot more than they are. And so, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep on keeping on. It's really cool, though. I mean, like I said, they're annoying. Like, they do stupid videos, too. But when I watch that one, like, my respect level for them, whether they're fake or whatever is actually going on behind the video scenes. I will say that as far as YouTube families, I feel like they're pretty genuine. I say fake, but I mean, because they, you know, they have editing and whatever, but they're pretty open. Like he flat out talks about how he has a really difficult time with disciplining their older daughter because he is the stepdad and her biological dad is still somewhat involved. And like, they're pretty raw and pretty honest about things that they struggle with. And, you know, they don't, them talking about their faith and what they believe has made no impact on the fact that they have, what did I say? 12 million people that are subscribed to their channel was it 12 or 22 i'm getting all mixed up let's see yeah oh 10.2 10.2 million people that are subscribed to watch their videos or you know to their channel and then in that one video 3.5 million so I, i i don't know i just think that there's something to be said like I said, for these platforms, when I saw that video, I was super impressed, super proud of just a brother in Christ who, like, that's their livelihood. They don't have other jobs. And they talked about that in the video, too. Like, they, she has, like, a partial degree. He, I think, has a partial degree. Like, they don't have any other source of income. So, for them to, you know, say something that could be very divisive as far as their livelihood you know I'm just really I was just really proud I was really proud to see um you know someone being that bold and uh I I just think it's awesome I think it's amazing I would love to have 3.5 million 
I would love to have the opportunity to have 3.5 million people listen to me talk about Jesus. That's amazing. That's not something that very many people are ever going to have the opportunity to do in their lifetime. And because of this goofy YouTube channel that they started however many years ago, they get the opportunity to do that. So, anyway. Anyway, that's my rant on that topic. So, the takeaway is, if you, uh, you know... Maybe you want to do a YouTube video or maybe you want to start a podcast. Or, even better on my end, maybe you want to, uh, maybe you have something you want to talk about and you want to be a guest on my podcast. Let's go. I haven't had guests in like a year and it's okay. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. I haven't. It's not like I've initiated trying to have guests. I haven't. So, but I'm always open to it. I'm always up for it. So if you want to be on this podcast, if you want to, if you've got something you want to talk about, bring it on. Let's go. Let's reach the world. Okay. I've talked about that before that that's one of my other like kind of driving Forces and having this podcast is that I don't interact with a lot of people day to day, but I do feel like, oh, okay, okay, tractor running a stop sign. Oh, uh uh. My purse just flipped over almost into the floor because I wasn't paying attention because I was mad about this tractor running a stop sign. Look, I live in a farming community and I have all due respect for farmers, but follow the um, traffic signs sir thank you just to give you a little insight into uh, the uh, hashtag single mom life yeah I hashtagged it this is how my day is gone this is how it's gonna go it's 320 okay it's Friday I don't know when I'll post this don't worry about it 320 on Friday first of all My day started with walking out the door and realizing that it was only 50 degrees, so it was freezing cold, and my kids were in sleeveless shirts because it's still summer here in Ohio. So I had to go go back inside and get everyone jackets because it was cold. I mean, literally, right now it's 92. We're having anywhere between a 30 to 40 degree jump in temperature every day. Welcome to Ohio. Freaking trash state. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, and then, so I, I took my daughter to school. She, of course, complained the entire way there as if she were dying of an ear infection, earache. She's missed the past two days of school. And what I really think was happening was that she was feeling the effects of a detox from her tablet. And so she wanted to be able to stay home today, too. She had strep throat. She wins the prize for the uh, first strep throat in our home for the season. I would say that she's won, she also won the prize for the first missed school for an illness. But no, no, that went to my son who missed Tuesday with some type of a stomach something virus. I don't know. We still don't really know what was going on with him. But he missed school Tuesday. She missed Wednesday and Thursday. It's just been a real, real exciting week up in here. 
So I took her to school. I basically told her, suck it up, because that's the kind of parent I am. And, uh, and then I dropped off the babies, did my work, and then, um, stopped in the house for a minute to get a little coffee, got a little iced coffee going. Now, here's where it gets exciting. I'm going to pick my daughter up from school. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that we tried to do this last week, and it was an epic fail. This child forgot that I was picking her up, which means, which meant, I mean, I waited in the school drop-off line for like 35 minutes. I'm not exaggerating. (laughs) Only to get up there and have them yell and yell for her, and then be told, she's not here. Are you sure she was, she knew she was supposed to get picked up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she knew. And then when she gets off the bus... I should have recorded this, too, because it was just actually shocking. She gets off the bus. She's just like, Mommy, huh? Like, nothing. Like, not like you know how, like, you'll forget, and then you'll see somebody, and you'll be like, Oh, crap. I was supposed to stay after... No. No. Nothing. <laughs> she, uh, she totally forgot, and even when she saw me, she still didn't know. And then even after I told her, she was like, I don't know. She's crying. She blah, blah, blah. So I'm picking her up because she goes to um, a CrossFit class twice a week. That's the sport that she chose for this fall season. It's been awesome. I would encourage you, if your kid is like, oh, I don't really like team sports or I'm tired of it. That's kind of, I think that's kind of where she was. Like she was just kind of burnt out on um, team stuff. And really she wanted to dance. Um... This is how it went down. Let's get a sidebar here. She'd been talking about, for quite a while, about how when the fall came around, she wanted to dance. Okay, and I was fine. I don't, I'm not a dance mom. Shocker. (laughs) But I was fine. You know, I'll sign you up for dance. And then, we had a, um, my son had a cross-country practice, and we usually... Depending on, I mean, if it's 100 degrees like it is right now, we're not staying for his practice. But a lot of times we'd stay for his practices because they're at parks and stuff. And we'll just, like, walk, play on the playground, whatever. So we're at one of his practices, but it was kind of raining. And so I definitely stayed because I'm like, he ain't gonna, they're going to have no practice. They're about to cancel his practice. And I'm not going to have to go all the way home and have to come all the way back. But they ended up just doing kind of a strength training practice underneath the shelter And at one point, they had a plank challenge to where they had all the kids get in the plank position. And then, you know, whoever the last person is to drop is the winner. My eight-year-old, at the time she was seven, actually. Was she? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was the last one to drop. And it was kind of like around the same time that I was watching this YouTube channel where the girl, where the kids that are around her age were going to a boxing class. And I was like, man, I don't want to sway her. Like, I know she wants to dance, but I'm just going to propose this as a possibility because she's a beast. Like, she's strong. <laughs> so I kind of said to her, I was like, look, I don't want to sway you, but I did find this gym that has classes for kids your age it's CrossFit. Now, obviously, my heart's in it. Because if you didn't know, I did CrossFit for about a year and a half. I freaking love it. And actually, longer than that. How long did I do it? Almost two years. I, I freaking love it. No, no, no. A year and a half. A year and a half. 
I had to stop because Max came and, you know, everything went to shit after that. When you have four kids, you can't do anything. <laughs> but I love it. I've loved lifting weights ever since I can remember. My dad kept weight machines and weights and free weights and stuff in, in, his, in our basement growing up. And I've always loved it. I love being strong. I love the idea of being able to do things on my own. It served me well as a single parent, single mom, single person. So anyway, so I want my daughters to be strong, obviously, but I don't want to swear. Like, yeah, you have to be strong to be a dancer too. So there's no shade. But so I tell her about this CrossFit class and she's like, yeah, I want to try it. She freaking loves it. She flat out told me that it was the favorite. It was the, her most favorite thing that she'd ever done. I mean, so I'm basically grooming her to be, um, an Olympic power lifter and, um, yeah, she's my golden ticket to the Olympics. If you don't know, you can go back and listen to, uh, well, there's been multiple episodes where I have talked about and professed my love for the Olympics and I'm determined to go at some point in my life. And so I figure my best bet is to get one of my kids into the Olympics and I think Claire's going to be the one. I think she's... I think she's going to be the one. I think she, I'm going to just continue to groom her. Continue to encourage her in this CrossFit journey. journey, And uh, just get her set up. Get her set up to be in the Olympics in about... I don't know. About 10 years or so maybe. 5 years. 8 years. She's 8. What do you got to be? You can be a teenager. I know that Junior Olympics. Start there. And then we'll go to the Olympics, you know, whatever. I don't care as long as I get to go to the Olympics. <laughs> and also, I'd like her to win, preferably gold. So, the reason that I'm picking her up from school is because she is out of school at 345. On Fridays, I sign her up for her class at 430, which means I have to pick her up because she doesn't even get off the bus until like 420. So, I pick her up. Then... I go over and I pick up the babies. Then I take her to her CrossFit class until 5.30. Then I take Clara to, like, the next town over south of where we're at, you know, 20 minutes away or so, and meet her dad because she goes with him for the weekend, every other weekend, and so I have to meet him at 6. If you're keeping track, that's 4.30 to 5.30 CrossFit. Go meet him at 6. Then I have to go and pick up Charlie because behind the scenes, he is out of school at 2.30. He has practice at his school from 3.30 to 5 today. And then um, he has one of, thankfully, one of his the other kids on the cross-country team. His mom is going to take him to the team dinner which runs from 5.15 to 6.30. So then I'll be picking uh, him up. Hold on. From the team dinner at 6.30. Then I'll be going to my mom's house. Maybe. Uh, We'll see where we're at at that point. Because if you're keeping track, that's also about two and a half hours ish I mean I usually get the babies out during the time that Claire is in class but that's about two and a half hours with a lot of vehicle riding for the babies so we'll see where we're at when I pick up Charlie if we end up going to my parents house for dinner my um 
how do I say it? <laughs> my parents are not interested in having small children in their home for any length of time. My dad especially. So, when they're not on their best behavior, I try not to make it a practice to go over there or be over there for very long. But she did invite us to dinner and so we might, you know, we might go over there and uh, and then who knows when we'll get home. I'm not really worried about it. It's flipping Friday. I'll do what I want. So, yeah, that's what am I going to do? This is the question that, that needs to be answered. What am I going to do when the younger two start being in activities? I got to hire somebody, right? I mean, that's the only other option. <laughs> I got to make more money. Here's the options. Number one, make more money, which is really not an option in my job right now. But, okay, we'll keep that on the table. Number two, marry somebody rich. I'm all about that fully available fully well let me call my daughter and remind her that she needs to come home on the or i'm picking her up so she don't forget again hold on a second okay i feel hopeful i feel hopeful by calling making that call we'll see what happens um okay so yeah marry a sugar daddy i'm open to that i'm i'm invested and then option number three have less kids that's not really a great option. <laughs> the good news is that in four years, you know, let's just say three to four years, when Max starts to, you know, potentially be like in kindergarten and maybe getting involved in more activities, Charlie will have his license. So that is kind of going to drop off one kid off the uh, taxi service. Uh, and then option four is just don't sign them up for anything. And that's not really my jam either. I like my kids to be active and I like them to, I keep them in at least one activity every season, literally every single season since Charlie was two years old, I can think of maybe one, one spring season where he just could not land on anything to do. And so he didn't do anything. And then for the past couple of years, we have kind of taken a break over the winter. Um, but maybe just for like the past two years, to be honest. But And that's been nice because it's like, I mean, it ends up only being about two months. And it, we have all these holidays and birthdays and Christmas, so it ends up being nice. But anyway, I come to be active. I'm already kind of itching for Mia to do something, and she's three. At this point... Charlie had already been in gymnastics. He had already started playing soccer. He had already, like, been pretty active in, in various things. Clara had already done gymnastics. She, what did she do first? She did t-ball, ragball. That wasn't until she was a little bit older. Anyway, so, I'm already kind of itching. I'm itching a little bit for her to do something. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, so, that's just a picture. That's just a little little snapshot Basically, I drove all day for work. This is why I get to, let's see, it's 3.30, and I've only had, let's see, check the old Fitbit. Yeah, I've only had 2,700 steps so far for the day. <laughs> so pitiful, because I drive all day for my job, and then I spend all evening taxiing kids. So, like... I don't get any chance to walk ever. 
Oh, well, it's okay. Okay, so I have two updates for you. One of them has to do, one update is about um, my weight loss journey, and then one update is about finding a sugar daddy. Okay, here's the, <laughs> here's update number one. So, a couple of episodes ago, I told you that I was going to be posting on Instagram um, every day with the well, couple of different hashtags, but the one that I've consistently used is hashtag 50 and 75, where I started, it was three weeks ago today, actually, that I started on a weight loss challenge to try to lose 50 pounds in the 75 days to my oldest son's 13th birthday. So three weeks ago was 75 days to his birthday, which is in November. Okay, you can do the math. Um, so I'm three weeks in and technically from my starting, okay, so I, my starting weight on the Friday, the first Friday, like the actual 75 days from that Friday was 208 point something. Well, I didn't post it on Instagram. I didn't get the accountability. This just tells you how important accountability is and all, like just being honest and, and, and taking like insight and input from people is I didn't post it on Instagram that day. And then I proceeded to eat like a maniac all weekend. And then by the following Monday, I was up to 212. So, you know, 208 is my starting weight, but then I jumped to 212 the very, like 212 was actually the, t the time that I like posted and did an explanation on my stories and whatever about this journey. Anyway, so technically for my starting weight of 208 point something, I am down to 202 today, three weeks later, which is not great. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think if you were to look and be like, oh my gosh, sometimes she's losing a pound a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm also doing and what I've done over the past two weekends is that I've consistently gained, or three weekends, I guess, I've consistently gained over every single weekend because I haven't, I hadn't reached the point of being confident and feeling like I was in control of the binge eating and I wasn't. I and mean, it was reflective. Like last Friday, I think I was at 204 on Friday. And then on Monday morning, I was at 206. So it's like I'm, I wasn't being consistent. I basically was gaining and losing the same two pounds. Like I would lose it over the week and then I would gain it on the weekend. And then I would lose. So anyway, so this week I started out on Monday at 206 point something. And then this morning I was at 202. So I lost four pounds this week which I'm really thankful for. And I definitely feel a different mindset going into this weekend. Um, I feel a lot more confident. I don't feel inclined to cheat or to like eat outside of my plan um, and my protocol. Like I feel pretty confident. I'm really, honestly, my goal is to break the 200s by Monday morning. That would be crazy because all I've done thus far is gain over the weekends. So if I drop below 200 by Monday morning, that is like, for me, just a, a confirmation that I've like crossed over this threshold of kind of wavering. I mean, there was a point where I was like, this is retarded. Like, this is stupid. I'm just going to quit because 
I was just, I was almost like, just embarrassed. Like all I'm doing is posting my weight every day and I'm basically just losing and gaining, regaining the same two pounds. But I've definitely had a shift. I've been very consistent this week. I have not binged. I've not like felt the urge to binge. I've not felt the urge to cheat. So anyway, all that to say, like, I'm just, I'm really thankful. And I want to say it also as an encouragement to anyone else who is thinking about taking on this journey. Like, just give yourself some time and don't give up stick with it. Like, like I said, this has been three weeks. Technically I've only lost six pounds and I just now within this week feel a little bit more confident about, you know, like making the right choices and eating the right things and not eating things. I'm supposed to, you know, whatever three weeks. Like I, if I honestly feel like if it wasn't for the accountability on Instagram and like the feedback that I've gotten and the encouragement that I've gotten when I have lost, that has been a real driving factor in helping me to continue on and like follow through with it and post it every day and weigh myself every morning. And so just stick with it and give yourself grace. And even if you do see gain, like, can you just tell, like I was so disgusted with myself Monday morning after I had essentially I started off this Monday morning at the exact same way as I had started the previous morning the previous week on Monday so like I had been at 206 I had lost the two pounds and ended at 204 and then I had gone right back up to 206 like so I was just so frustrated with myself and disappointed with myself but continue to stick with it because I said I was going to and I like to do things that I say I'm going to do and it's kind of like a thing like I I, if I say I'm going to do it I want to do it so anyway I'll be on like 100% any other situation I definitely would have just been like screw it like I'm not doing this it's not working I'm not going to stick with it but I read this um thing that said like what if you don't quit? Like, just imagine in a month from now how you'll feel if you don't quit. You know, like, yeah, it might be hard. It is hard and it and it's overwhelming. And I, yeah, of course, there, there are moments that I want to eat everything and I want to just flip out and say forget it. But what if I don't? What if in a month from now? So I've lost in three weeks six pounds. So let's just say maybe I lose another two pounds next week. I lose eight pounds. So what if in another month from now, I lose another eight to 10 pounds? And so then I'm down, like not just below 200. I'm pushing like, I'm down by like to like 190, 185. You know, I mean, that's, that would be amazing. And I would be so thankful. So you're stuck with me. If you're following me on Instagram, I ain't going to stop. I'm going to keep posting it every day. So keep watching. Uh, My Instagram is its.me.sam.podcasts can catch up with me there and I'll be posting. I post every day at about well, my stories at about 745 ish. And, uh, you can, you can see it there. My plan also, so you can watch my Instagram is to, when I hit under 200 pounds, I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to take a before picture because I already know what I looked like when I was 230 at the beginning of this year. 
I looked gigantor. Okay, I already know. I don't need to look at that. What I don't know, and I and I do are I do kind of have a picture in my head too of what I look like at around two hundred because I've that's kind of where I've like been comfortable at for a long time. What I don't know is what I look like at one fifty. I can't honest to goodness I cannot remember any time in my adult life that I've weighed less than one sixty. So I want to, I do want to be able to have that comparison so that if I get to 150 and I start to lose my mind, I can look at the picture of me at 200 and be like, don't do it. Don't do it. Like, just think about it. Think about how hard it was. Think about how your kids, think about your family, think about your health. And I can see those two comparisons. So I will be taking a before picture when I'm under 200 or right at 200 and then, uh, then we'll have, and then eventually we'll have an after picture and it'll be, it'll be good times. Oh, this school drop-off line. I'm still sitting here. Hasn't even moved. I'm literally a mile away from the school. Has not moved. Okay. So the other update, this is crazy. Okay. If you're friends with me on Facebook, you saw this go down and it's so funny. Okay. So yesterday evening, I get a text from an unknown number and it says something in the point of, um, this is Chris. How are you doing? Something anyway. And do I have the right number? I think is what it said. And I wrote back and I said, no, probably not. <laughs> and then he re- this guy responds and says, we met at the Irish pub and I was like listen dude I'm a single mom of four Irish pub not really my jam like not really my go to (laughs) can't remember the last time I was in an Irish pub to be honest like no I'm not your gal so I just expect it's going to end there but I'm laughing so hard because I'm like what are the chances there's a couple of possibilities number one some girl was like, this skeevy guy will not leave me alone. Let me just give him a number so he'll back off. And she gave him a random number and it happened to be mine. Number two, he's not a skeeve, even though I'm pretty sure he is. And she gave him the right number, but he just typed it in wrong. And then it happened to be my number. I'm like, this is so funny. Like, I haven't got this much action in a long time. <laughs> And then it turns out it's not even for me. So he does write back and says like, oh shit, that sucks. I'm, you know, I missed out on the woman of my dreams because I wrote the number down wrong. And I'm like, okay, dude, like maybe she just gave you the wrong number, but I don't want to tell you how to, I don't want to bust your bubble or anything. And I'm like, I just wrote back and said, that's a bummer. Next thing I know, this guy's messaging me and he's like, well, now that we're here, let's get into it. How are you? What are you doing? What's your name? How old are you? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, you know, I'm my, I got high anxiety and I'm also fully convinced. I watch too much crime shows, basically. I watch too much Criminal Minds and Law and Order and I watch them all. And so I'm highly paranoid about this type, these types of interactions. 
So in my mind, like, this guy is somehow tracking my location and all of my bank account information through my phone. He's catfishing me, like, which is stupid because I have zero money. You know, he's going to kill me and my kids in my sleep somehow by tracking me down. Like, I'm real paranoid. But, and so I tell him, I'm like, listen, I don't really know. I'm, this is so we This is really weird, but please don't be crazy. Like, just tell me about yourself and then we'll see. So he tells me he's 32. He's a venture. He says VC. Like, I just know what that is. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. VC. Oh, he's a venture capitalist. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, Chris. You know, you're some African in Kenya trying to scam, uh, scam lonely white women out of their money. Um, he's a venture capitalist. He lives in San Francisco. Was it San Francisco? Because I looked up the number. I think it was here. Anyway, he lives in San Francisco, but he travels between Los Angeles and New York. He's like, I, I gather it's like something with the stock market. He tells me he's got a PhD in economics. So, at this point, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to tell this guy anything personal about myself. Anything that, like, I told him some some details about my life, but nothing that he could use to trace back to me. Like, I didn't tell him what college I went to. I didn't tell him where I worked. You know, things like that. I didn't tell him my full name. I didn't, anyway. So, he's like do you want to play a game of 20 questions? And meanwhile, I'm updating this Facebook post because my friends on Facebook are losing their minds. They're like, like this is like an episode, like a lifetime movie, like an episode, of, like some type of a soap opera or something. And they're keeping up with it. I'm updating them, letting them know we're still chatting. We're still talking. We're still texting. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Ask me questions. If I want to answer them, I will. If I don't want to, I won't. And I'm going to be as vague as possible. You know, if I need, if I want to lie, I'll lie. So he starts asking me questions. It starts out super innocent. He starts out talking about, uh, like music and what time at work I do and what my, my education. We're talking about, um, hobbies, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then he's like, are you okay with, uh, dirty, or dirt, what did he say? Are you okay with me asking you a dirty question? And my response was, um, no, not really. Like you're a stranger. I don't, I don't know. So he says, well, how about I'll ask you and then let's just see what happens. And so then he proceeds without my approval to ask, what my favorite sex position is. To which I quickly responded to him and let him know that, and here's, this is just the truth, is that I have been purpose, this, I want to, wish I could just read what I wrote. (laughs) Real badass. I wrote, (laughs) real lame, but real, real hardcore. I just wrote to him, I said, listen, I have been purposely celibate for multiple years. I've only ever had sex with the two men that I've been married to. I'm probably not what you're looking for, Chris. Thanks for the chat. It's made my evening a little less boring and it was very entertaining to my friends. Goodbye. And so he responds and says, no problem. If you ever get bored, I'm here to chat. 
and then I blocked him because but because even even at that point I'm just confident that he's like tracking my phone through the interwebs through my phone connection and he's see some CSI shit like something's gonna bad's gonna happen so here's the thing and I'm just gonna roll into the topic because we're already at somehow at 45 minutes and I want to wrap this up but here's the takeaway from that hilarious interaction women husbands men women if you're whatever you are if you're a mom a dad grandparent aunt uncle foster parent custodian guardian adoptive I don't care what you are if you're raising a young man would you do me a solid and teach them how to speak and interact with women like at what point if this man is a real person he's 32 years old at what point in his life did it shift to where it was okay for him three to where he felt like it was okay for him three questions in to start asking women especially someone who he's never met literally a wrong number or maybe the right number depending on what his you know based on his questioning I mean, based on his questioning, I'm going to go ahead and assume that um, he was probably a pervy skeeve in uh, real life, just as much as he was (laughs) over text messaging. And so whoever it was probably intentionally gave him a wrong number. I don't know. Who knows, though? Anyway, uh, you know, a stranger, three questions in and that's what you're talking about? Uh, Update, she remembered to get picked up. So I'm going to have to mince my words here. But you get my point. You know, I've already given the, the, the... the meat of the discussion and so you know what I'm talking about here but yeah just teach your teach your boys respect for women teach them and and this is what I wanted to say to this guy like he's not for me you know like never ever ever am I gonna um marry or date date or marry someone who needs fixed or who needs to learn how to act I've, I've done that twice So he's not for me, but what I wanted to say to him was like, hey, bud, um, let me just give you a a little, little education. 80%, I think at least 80% to 90, at least percent of women are not going to be interested in that type of an interaction right out the gate. I think. So I wanted to almost say to him like, hey, bud, how about you try this, this route? and see what happens because the reality is he might have been a a, a, a axe murderer but I probably would have considered continuing to talk to him and continuing to communicate with him if it wouldn't have gotten to that point he was funny he was kind of charming it was kind of funny like the text interaction was okay up until that moment I probably would have continued to talk to him and who knows but jumping right to that like I don't know I just, I just want to encourage people who are responsible for molding the men of our future to help them. Help them to know that that type of um, interaction with women is not okay. Uh, and that's why that type of interaction is why the whole Me Too movement was created. Is because men have, well... Let me not get political, but, you know, I just think that men have, have been taught and it's been, the example has been provided to them that 
women are less or that it's okay to treat women that way or it's okay to talk to women that way or women want to be talked to that way that it's you know cool or sexy or that it that women like that no 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 women no there's there's not very i I don't i don't know of any women that would want to be talked to that way or would want that question asked of them three questions in to just meeting someone not even in person so anyway it was fun times while it lasted we had to break up basically i had to break up with him i had to let him down easy i broke up with him um he wanted to stay friends i said no thank you sir that's all i've got for today like i said before follow me on instagram and keep up with my weight loss journey at it's.me.sam.podcast and you can also send me an email anytime at the same it's.me.sam.podcast at gmail.com i'll talk to you all the next time bye